Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton III, and we are here to discuss a lot of things happening in another cinematic universe, not named Marvel. In this case, it's DC. We have a lot to discuss. I got the super producer, Jake Christie, with me. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. Happy to be talking with you. Oh, my goodness. It's for the last couple of weeks, as we've seen what James Gunn and Peter Safran has, has done so far in terms of trying to put together their roadmap to a new DCU, basically, it seems like a lot of things have changed. When we, I mean, you and I have talked over the last month and a half when Henry Cavill came out with the statement talking about coming back as Superman. It was like very exciting and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's gone. Wonder Woman... Three is no longer a thing. Seems like Gal Gadot is gone. Mm -hmm. And it seems like this is a full on reboot. And one of the one Mm -hmm. of the bigger one of the bigger news items that you and I and the Internet have discussed a lot is Mm -hmm. what of Black Adam? What of The Rock? Mm -hmm. Who wanted to change the hierarchy of Mm -hmm. the DC universe? And mm-hmm. seemingly, it seems like he is out too, for now, allegedly. But mm-hmm. let's read this statement. By the way, no, what's funny about this, before I get into the statement, is that usually uh, Dwayne Johnson makes videos regarding big announcements mm-hmm. such as these, and he chose to not do a video and write one of those uh, notes app things. But mm-hmm. I do just want to note that had I not, because basically I had to record this right after work and I, got, I just had enough time to eat and then get ready to record if i was not in a rush i was going to stop at the liquor store and get some of the rocks tequila to drink during this and i'm not even a tequila guy i thought that'd be a good bit um but i want to just i want to make it clear that the reason i didn't do it is time not because i am too smart to pay 35 dollars for a bit for tequila i won't drink continue <laughs> that's great stuff by you but yeah so Dwayne left us a little bit of a statement let me read it My passionate friends, I wanted to give you a long-awaited Black Adam update regarding the character's future in the new DC Universe. James Gunn and I are connected, and Black Adam will not be in their first chapter of storytelling. Interesting stuff there. However, DC and Seven Bucks have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways Black Adam can be utilized in future DC multiverse chapters. James and I have known each other for years and have always rooted for each other to, to succeed. It's no different now, and I will always root for DC, bracket, and Marvel to win and win big. You guys know me, and I have very thick skin. Oh, that one was a killer. And you can always count on me to be direct with my words. These decisions made by James and DC leadership represent their vision of DCU through their creative lens. After 15 years of relentless hard work to finally make Black Adam, I'm very proud of the film we delivered for fans worldwide. I will always look back on the fan reaction to Black Adam with tremendous gratitude, humility, and love. We did great. Oh, did you now? To my very passionate and vocal Black Adam superhero genre fans, I love you, thank you, and I will always listen to you in caps and do my best to deliver and entertain you. What a hell of a month. Now we all need some Terramana. Great sell there. Have a productive week and happy holidays to you and your families. Jake, what did you take out of that statement? The thing is, because you can obviously tell that he is actually 
upset about it, understandably. Mm-hmm. But the, it reminds me of when my fantasy football team doesn't do well and I get mad about it, which makes no sense because I'm someone I do zero research. I just go with my gut. And so logically, I shouldn't be upset if I do poorly because I didn't put a lot of effort into it. My point being, if you see Black Adam and how uninspired and how clearly he didn't have any major ideas for it, you would think that his, like, magnum opus was the thing that was getting taken away from him instead of the most bland superhero movie i've ever seen in my life and so it's like either you either you make the black adam that actually feels like you've been working on it for 15 years and then you can be upset if that actually happened if he made the equivalent of like ryan reynolds's deadpool and was upset about, like that i would understand mm-hmm. but he didn't do that he made the most generic thing i he's he made the great value superhero movie you yeah. know what i mean and then he's gonna be upset that they're getting rid of him. i just don't have a lot of patience for it and i know you have the angle about the wrestling or whatever yeah. but it really was just dude make, at, at a certain point we just gotta say like dude make a better movie then like I, what do you want me to say i think the prophets speak for themselves regardless of however he wants to spin it and also i mean you guys anybody who listens to this show who heard the black adam review said i actually thought the movie was kind of decent i i liked it. It, it it but also i was i made sure i mentioned that if he went along the same lines of the way that he created that movie continuing going forward it was not a sustainable thing it was not going to be something that would be profitable for dc or just profitable for in general and i think it's just one of those things where Dwayne Johnson's ego just got the best of him in that sense, where if you're going to not put the requisite effort, you can say that you did the whole 15-year thing. But if you're not going to put the requisite effort in terms of not connecting with the actual character that you're associated with in Shazam, all of that news and info is out there for people to read and regardless of how he spins it and he's really great at the spin stuff you're just it's not a winning formula it's just not and what ended up happening here is something that when dc changed it over it's you know it's head of head of the studios now all of this shit was gonna be gone and i think that's the Mm -hmm. larger point of the whole thing the rock is emblematic and symptomatic with his ego of what's been going on at DC for however long it's been mm-hmm. going on since this thing started. Mm-hmm. And I think when you, when you talk about the whole where he mentions in the statement, I'm doing it for you, the fans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, some of these fans are stupid. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. no, I, and I, and I mean it this way specifically from this, the, the Snyder verse. And I don't care if anybody mm. comes at me out because of this, but mm. the Snyder verse thing is those weren't good movies. So mm-hmm. when you're, they're not good movies and you have these really weird internet, like overflow. And James Gunn talked about this the other day. And in, in terms of yeah. like restore the Snyder verse, why do you want to restore shit? I don't get it. I, I, and quality aside, because quality is a subjective thing. Yeah. The thing that, while it's not perfect by any means, there are a lot of great movies that no one sees, et cetera, et cetera. But because profits, sorry, not profits, but box office margins are publicly reported, we know how well a movie did or didn't do. And the fact that there is concrete evidence as to why the Snyderverse went away, it did really poorly. Like, 
Justice League was at the very least a $300 million budget movie, probably more because of the reshoots and marketing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it made like $600 million worldwide. That is horrible. Why is the Snyderverse gone? Because it didn't make money. I don't even care if the movies are bad. Right. If the movies exactly. were bad, they made a right. billion dollars. They Like, it is just this. There's a way that people who... And, and complain about these people a lot, and I shouldn't because there are plenty of them that are very nice. But, like, in the Snyderverse case, it's really apparent where it's like, it's okay that you came to movies through comic book movies, but, like, don't talk like you know anything about the movie industry. Because it's basically the only way that you could see the Snyderverse getting taken away and be and con- conclude that it was a grand conspiracy is if you know nothing about how movies are right. made. But it's like, guess what? You know why they you know why they didn't make all the Percy Jackson books? Because the Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters didn't make that much money. Mm-hmm. You know why they didn't make all the Narnia books? Because Voyage of the Trend Dar- Dawn Treader didn't make that much money. Like that's why how movies work. If you don't make a lot of money, they don't make the more and so the whole fire James Gunn, restore the Snyderverse. Like you can say that if you want, but the complete lack of understanding that what you are asking dc to do is to make a bad financial decision mm-hmm. and there are plenty of times where there are things i want movie studios to do that aren't a good financial decision because i think this stuff is good but they're acting like Zack snyder was churning out hit after hit yeah. and there was a conspiracy against him and it's like no if these movies made a lot of money you you don't you think that dc wants to do this no. you think they want to go through all this trouble no they would they would much have rather this snyderverse work than they made billions of dollars why do you think that James Gunn took a few weeks after James Gunn and Peter, I'm sure, met together and they took a few weeks to a month to kind of think about what the decision that they were about to make would entail? I mean, look at the the actual thing. Who wants to take a sledgehammer to something that you already kind of have built? You, If it was good and if it was profitable, and we have to emphasize that, profitable... You can continue on doing that stuff. But then if you reevaluate everything, if you like just put yourself in James Gunn's shoes for a second and Peter Safran as well. If you really want like look at just look at the vision of what that shit looks like. It's a pile of shit that you got to deal with. Yeah. And you got to figure out. So it's either it's uh, you it's akin to sports all the time. You yeah. have. You bring in a new general manager with an incumbent yep. head coach and I, players exactly that are players that are not yours, mm-hmm. and you're asking them to, hey, let's continue something that's not in my vision, not in my mindset, especially with a job that I was given to make this better. There's mm-hmm. no way that you can make this better if it's not in your image, and at least from and, that standpoint. But go ahead. And the thing too is, I think. That the smart decision they made is that inevitably they're going to have to do something a little messy in terms of reset Mm -hmm. and like, you know, making things work. And I think that they very much took the Mike Ehrman trout approach of no half measures. Exactly. Where it's like either you eat the whole like the way that there were people talking about the flash where like they piecemeal reset things. It's like. That is what you can do if you're the MCU and everyone has an uh, encyclopedic knowledge of how your movies work. But, like, I don't think DC has that luxury. And so, if they're going to be like, we're just going to reset it all and start from scratch. Like, I can't emphasize enough how small, in terms of the general viewing audience, the people that are that's going to be offended by. Like, most of the, the reaction I understand somewhat is, mm-hmm. like, the being sympathetic for Henry Cavill yeah. as a person. But, like, there's... I don't think that many people are going to be that torn up that we're starting over because once again, 
not that it's not just that people didn't see these movies. It's also like people also just don't like them. Like most people, people who are not on Twitter have no clue that people love these movies, honestly, because it's just not a thing you come across because they're because I hate to be in like this. I hate to be subjective. I don't want to say they're not good because people can think they're good if they want. But like there is a lot of movies that I think are good that people don't agree with me on. And I'm not like, why are they making a sequel to this? Like, I know it's because people don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny enough. I, and I just think like, look at the structure of everything that came to be the Batman versus Superman. You can simply just go into the idea that you're going to shoehorn a whole disc drive of Justice League members and then just make a movie off that, which then then you lose the director and then you put Joss Whedon in there and then that's a problem. It doesn't make any money. And then from there, you're, you're done. You're cooked. And that's the thing that people do not understand. They were mm-hmm. cooked once that Justice League thing happened. It does not matter what's to come with a Wonder Woman movie or this Flash movie that they've been trying to do forever Aquaman made a lot of money, but at the same time, it's still not going to be something that people are going to be clamoring for in that way besides a a very vocal minority. And I just think when you look at the structure of how this has happened, there was no other choice but to take a sledgehammer to it and rebuild the rebuild and reboot the whole thing. Yes, I think the I think the frustrating part if you're a DC fan, like if you're a legit DC mm-hmm. fan, is that, mm-hmm. yes, you're going to have to wait longer to get some good stories yeah. and see this built out over over how mm-hmm. many amount of years that it takes. But I'd rather have them at least attempt to do something good and start to map out some mm-hmm. stuff that's legit as opposed to what they've been trying to do now is shoehorning this into this. Um, Aflac is back and not back and Michael Keaton here and not here. You, you, the Batgirl movie gone to hell and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. It's just too much of a mess to come back from. And again, like at the end of the day, when both James Gunn and Peter Safran came in, you got, you have to look at it for what it is. It's just, mm-hmm. it just did not succeed. And that's really at the bottom line of everything. And if you're James Gunn, you don't want to be like, it is not worth it for James Gunn to do a bad, if his job is to make DC money Mm -hmm. and he continues with things that he knows aren't good decisions because people quote unquote like them on the internet, he is doing it bad at his job and he's going to get fired in the same way that if a head coach sticks with the quarterback that sucks because the owner likes them, the owner doesn't get fired. DC, like Warner Brothers is still going to exist. I mean, who knows? It's a shit show. But <laughs> and I think, the, the, I would say that the, the greatest sin of all, such as these are sins, because this is not a moral thing at all. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it actually was legitimately fucked up for Warner Brothers, knowing that they were going to bring in a new head of, of you know, all this Absolutely. to tell Henry Cavill he was back. Like that, people are like, how can James get fire him? It's like, no, 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 no. It, it honestly is like if a football team had an interim coach and the owner made a promise to the quarterback that he was going to stay on and then hired a new coach. And it's like, you can't just do read, that. Just like, read Henry's statement. It's they basically said that they, they told him he can go out and make an announcement and it's yeah. like the studio told him this. So at the mm-hmm. end of the day, that's on the studio and it's unfortunate that that happened to him, but also at the same time in all the actuality and Jake, you mentioned this earlier, listen, at the end of the day, like a, a reboot is what was necessary. 
And, and the thing too is the timeline is interesting to me too because it's it's not like he was told in like April that he, could, he was going to come back and then he finally announced it. He was told once again when they knew they were going to get a new like this was recent, and so it that felt so much like them trying to get like a new cycle win. And it's like say what you will about Kevin Feige. He does not give a shit about his idea trending on Twitter. But yep. that does not does that decision feels like they wanted good press for a day. And that is not how you run a multi-billion dollar franchise. Which is why, like, the idea that you would bring in Dwayne Johnson knowing who he is and how he moves in this industry and have him going around of all these these press appearances and these theater openings for Black Adam and talking about, well, we had to bring Henry Cavill in and this was something that i felt was necessary and just like everything that he said rang so hollow when you make this change and it just looks objectively just randomly if you just take out take out everything it looks like one of the most ridiculous things that i've ever seen in terms of just an actor or in this case a business entity going out for himself which is kind of is a wrestling term going out for himself and putting license and name to I'm changing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and WB is just like, all right, whatever. And then we're just yeah. gonna change it at the end. It just looks like a complete mess, which it is. And, and I think it really is an encapsulation of like there's been a lot of hullabaloo about the death of the movie star, which is actually true, hundred percent true. And I think MCU fans were like, What do you mean? They're like, no, it, there aren't really movie stars anymore, and the MCU is partially to blame. It's not a huge deal, but I also think the thing that's also to blame is that so many of the movie stars that do still exist are not content just being movie stars and they need to be moguls and they need to advertise their tequila and they need to have it a brand that like, can you imagine going back in time in like 1960 and telling Kirk Douglas that he needed all of his characters to be like positive on screen because he needed to sell tequila? Like he would beat the shit out of you and rightfully so. Like there's a way that the MCU has brought in so many huge actors, and I'm sure that there have been egos this and the other. I mean, obviously there have been egos. Chris Pratt somehow got an and on Infinity War. That was an ego play. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you just you never see anything like this in the MCU. Never. No. Like Robert Downey Jr. basically invented the way that the movies are made because, like, I mean, half the reason why they do previs and all that is because they want to leave room for people to improvise. That was all RDJ, but. You never in a million years would see already hear stories like RDJ is maneuvering behind the scenes to try to get a piece. Like, no, he's just not because it's just not it, it's just not built that way. And so when finally there seems to be adults in the room, although, I mean, calling James Gunn an adult, you know, based on some stuff is funny. But <laughs> now that there's finally adults in the room, somehow, like, it, it just makes sense that the people who were attached to the individual busybodies who are trying to wrestle power from DC, now that there's people who are fully officially in charge, it makes sense that their fans would be like, ah, we're mad about this. But it's like, I don't know, give up the ghost band. The Snyder verse is dead. Yes. Black Adam is dead, oh, et cetera, you. et cetera. And it's all okay. I'm not, I don't take any, uh, the only people's pain I take pleasure in are the Snyderverse people. Like, I do feel bad for Henry Cavill. I feel bad for people who legitimately oh, like him as Superman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I legitimately like him as Superman. Yeah, I thought he was good. Um, but, I don't know, it's just like, you're in New York. You're in the New York media market. Do you remember how many, how much time the G New York Giants lost in terms of rebuilding when they just refused to admit that Eli Manning was cooked? You know what I mean? Yeah. They they fight they they ran Ben McAdoo out of town. Not that he was good because he had the temerity to start Geno Smith, who's obviously yeah. a better quarterback. 
And then they they started Eli Manning like the first four years they had uh, first four games they had Daniel Jones. It's just a give up the ghost always. Like that is, I think I might be too quick to say that as a person, but it's like, come on, we are in year what of D- DC Universe sucking. Like, what do I? Uh, I feel like I'm a- and more animated on this than I thought it was going to be, but I'm just feeling some type of way about this. Well, I think if if anything, because at the end of the day, we don't want to see DC suck. We want to see it be good. It would be nice to have good movies that you can talk about in a way that you like really enjoy. And I just think that all this time, I mean, think, I mean, when did Batman versus Superman come out? Twenty sixteen. Yo, dog, it's been six. It's been six years of shit. Like that's at the end of the day. That's what, that's yeah. really what it is. Like it's been mm. we've wasted time in in terms yeah. of just waiting for something to come of this, and it just mm. hasn't. And I think that's just the level of frustration that legit DC fans feel. Instead of worrying about your particular Snyderverse or story mm. and, and that way, mm. at the end of the day, get the stuff right. James Gunn is writing a new mm-hmm. Superman film. We'll see what happens with that. He says he's going to have some announcements mm. at the start of 2023. So I'm looking mm. forward to hearing what the plan is for this initial mm. rollout. And I'm kind of, I'm just glad that they're recasting pretty much everybody and they're just yeah. doing they're they're doing justice in the way that they feel is necessary mm-hmm. now when we see that rollout and what it looks like then we can judge exactly mm-hmm. what the story is yeah. but i would prefer that than doing this half in half out the half measures thing that you mentioned earlier so we'll see what happens the rock thing it was just it was just funny because mm-hmm. i've been waiting for a couple of weeks since this happened to see what he would say and how he would try and spin it and um i will not take that um and marvel portion of the rooting in his statement mm-hmm. lightly uh I'm he just, just he's, he is there. incapable of saying something that might be construed as controversial and it is the most annoying thing in the world and i'm just i've liked a lot of movies he is in and i'm frankly tired of him making movies worse by just being like i can't do anything because that might hurt the brand value of my tequila it's just that's really what it is and i keep coming amazing. back to that but that's what it feels like no but you're right like that's the thing with him he's he's been like this this entire time and in retrospect when you look at the fast and the furious stuff with vin diesel you look at it a little bit differently because the way that it was painted back then was that vin was like completely out of bounds and in, he was we'll one. discuss this but in the in fairness the fact that he ran justin lynn off of the new fast movie i think both i think it's a situation where both of them where are both the wrong. are bad but true yeah. no but the but the way that it was painted was that it was all right. vin that it oh, was yeah. all vin yeah. and i feel like now we we have a little bit more of a clearer picture that it may have not been just that no exactly yeah and so I'm just happy that there's going to be good stuff. I, I like James Gunn generally. I know that some people in our Discord have been frustrated by it. I would prefer, um, as an overshare myself, I would rather someone overshare the inner workings of their thoughts than the alternative. But I have such a sympathy. Like, it takes a lot for me to ever say this person needs to stop talking. Um, right. And so I know some people are already there with James Gunn, but I'm just like, I just feel like, if he's going to be doing this shit, I like that he is talking about it, not necessarily because he's actually talking about it, but because it shows that he is putting a lot of thought into it and actually mm-hmm. taking it seriously. Whereas 
it kind of felt like in the past, beyond all my criticisms of Zack Snyder as a director, of which I have many, I think he was probably, it felt like he was in the middle of making Batman vs. Superman, and DC said to him, like, oh, you don't mind, in addition to directing this film in Justice League, also being the producing director, based, I mean, the directing producer of everything, right? Whereas this, it feels like he is very intentional. He says he's not sure if he's going to even direct any of these movies, which honestly good, even though I love him as a director. Focus your energy on making this shit good. Yeah. And, you know, well, let's get cooking. I mean, let, yes. the, the Batman is good. Uh, you know, there's been good DC movies. Give and I, and I think the thing that they share most in common, most of the good DC movies, is the, the le- least involvement from Zack Snyder. Right, right, and that and that's where we'll close on this subject. It'll be interesting to see what DC does. I'm excited to see what they have cooked up. It should be a lot of fun. It's been quiet on the Marvel front, so we'll keep an eye on that at the start of 2023 and what happens there. But I, I do have to say, I, I believe that this is the final episode on the main feed in, in 2022. So, Correcto So before we go, just a couple of things. Jake, I want you to let the people know about the Patreon and some of the changes Perfect. that were made. So you start. So um, you can edit it now, but obviously the first charges will go out on uh, January 1st. But we decided to edit our Patreon tiers uh, because we wanted to have it be more fair and honestly just like better to m- make more sense. So we got rid of the three tiers. Now it's just two tiers. The first tier is for $3 a month and you get uh, you get all of our episode, all of our bonus episodes immediately. There's no delay. All of them immediately. And you get access to our Discord. And then there's the new $8 tier, um, which gives you a bunch of cool goodies. And you get the Discord and all the episodes. And also, uh, there's a special room on the Discord where we'll be giving announcements. Especially, like, if we have, like, a surprise guest coming up, we'll let you know um, on that. Uh, There's going to be bi-monthly Avengers Choice episodes where you can decide a movie you want us to cover. Um, the parameters we're not 100% sure on yet, but it's probably going to be like vaguely superhero-related. But if you want us to cover something stupid, you can vote for it. Cocaine um, Bear. What'd you say? Cocaine Bear? Cocaine oh, Bear. I mean, that's that feels like oh, we're cheating. doing that, yeah, we're doing that regardless. regardless. Yeah, yeah, we're doing Cocaine Bear regardless, boy. Yeah. You don't understand. AC, I mean this hundred percent sincerely. I remember where I was when that was announced because I had heard the story before. Because I'm a big mm-hmm. bear guy, people know this about me. I was at my old job in New Jersey, and I was like getting up to go to the bathroom. I checked my phone, and I saw Elizabeth Banks to direct a movie about Cocaine Bear, and I ascended. Anyway, also. Um, we're going to be doing a podcast after every new big release where we're going to let all of our uh, $8 patrons basically like give like a blurb, kind of like a roundtable thing. Um, and then two different giveaway things. One is that everyone who is an $8 patron will get sent a free sticker. And for every new major movie release, we will be giving away to one lucky patron, $8 patron, a ticket to the movie. And so with all that, um, I think that it's a, you know, a great uh a lot of stuff, and but honestly, the three dollars tier, you get basically everything, uh, and I'm really happy we're able to do that. Um, and we'd love to have you guys in the Discord. The Discord community is great, and we're really we got some really fun Patreon episodes coming up. Not least of which is being Cocaine Bear, um, because and because if people aren't willing to pay for that, then I don't know what they're willing to pay for. Yes, yes, absolutely, and yeah, make sure you if you want to support us, uh, just check out that Patreon, Patreon.com, MC University Pod. You already know. I also want to say that this year has been a lot of fun. Again, the show's gone through some changes. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that one, that I look at when all of these 
these changes go go on and salute to Jerome for mm-hmm. for being on with us for as long as he was. And you never know how these things are going to go, but I'm very, I will say this, I'm very thankful and grateful that I work with somebody like Jake, who is very easy to work with. Um, I have a lot of fun talking to and talking with about this subject and other subjects and and that that's cool on its own. So I wanted to say thank you, Jake, for for sticking along and and uh, partnering up with me as we continue to do this show. And we will continue to do this show mm-hmm. as uh, as uh, as long as uh, as long as we can do it. Yeah. So, so that's that's really the goal there. Number one, number two, um, the listeners, you guys have been very, very, very awesome. Mm-hmm. As always, the support it go you know we feel it tenfold mm-hmm. in a lot of conversations. I just it is it is kind of always a little bit surprising, like when you find somebody who like says, "I really like mm-hmm. something that you do," and I and I don't even mean it to be one of those self deprecating people, but mm-hmm. it's just like, oh wow, this is really cool to hear mm-hmm. that that people are legitimately interested in the stuff that you talk about yeah. and the stuff that you do. So thank you to the listeners for not only supporting us, whether you support us on the Patreon or even if you just a listener mm-hmm. um, that we are grateful for that. And mm-hmm. it means a lot that you do. And I think personally, personally for me, getting on the Levitar network a couple of times this year mm-hmm. was, was also a cool thing. So we hope mm-hmm. to do some more stuff along those yeah. lines uh, next year. But uh, it means a lot to that everybody has supported this show, and mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll continue to do so as we will uh, see what's cooking in the MCU as the year mm-hmm. starts in 2023 and the other stuff that we plan to do. So, yep. uh, just wanted to wish everybody a happy holidays and mm-hmm. and 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 thank yous and happy New Year and all that good stuff. And before we go, Jake Christie, where can we follow you? Well, first, I want to quickly add that I also am yes. incredibly thankful for the listeners. It's the thing I'm most thankful for, honestly, is the not just the fact that a good amount of people listen to us, but it feels, and this might just be my perception, but it feels like percentage-wise among the amount of listeners we have, it feels like an uncommon percentage really fuck with us. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it feels like we have a lot of really ardent supporters and that means a lot because i know the podcast that i am an ardent supporter of and the idea that other people might feel about us that way makes me feel very good and so i want to thank everyone who's you know tweeting at us who's really interacting like i genuinely that is what makes it most worth it and that's why like because as any creative person i can't speak for ac but like there are times i'm like oh my god is anything ever going to be made of this etc etc but it's like people care about what we have to say and do and that like that makes those worries go away. And that is um, wonderful. Um, Also 2022 was the year that my older brother started listening to the show. Thank you, Kevin. Um, (laughs) And uh, guess what? he likes it. So screw you, man. You didn't listen for all those years. I shouldn't say that because now he's not going to listen in 2023. But anyway, you can follow me at the Jake Christie on Twitter at Jake T Christie on Instagram. Oh, well, shoot. At least this is one of the one of the few places that you can say you can follow. Oh, right. No, no, no. But keep, I said I said it casually. It's, it's if it's not if it's just casual, you can say it apparently. Right, right, right. And <laughs> you can follow me on the Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three uh, poet AC nine five eight six on the IG. Follow the show on Twitter at MC University pod, both Twitter and Instagram. 
And yeah, like I said, with the Patreon, if you want to support us, check us out, Discord, all of those good things. But um, the main thing at the end of the day, five star, five star, five star review. Those five star reviews will help along the along the lines of just building up the brand a little bit further. Mm-hmm. But uh, the main thing, the main ist main thing is thank you listeners again for a wonderful 2022 and happy holidays everybody enjoy the rest of your calendar year for jay christie i'm anthony canton the third this has been marvel cinematic university and we will talk to you next time